This is an urgent appeal from the Disasters Emergency Committee. Hundreds of thousands of people have fled their homes to escape conflict in Ukraine, leaving jobs, belongings and loved ones behind. They need shelter, food and water. You can help. To donate online, search DEC or text RADIO to 70150 to give £10. Thank you. Streaming 24-7, this is Brum Radio. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. I'm joined on the telephone by Michael McCall, who is playing Cliff in We Will Rock You, which is touring the UK uh, currently until the 10th of September 2022. And it's coming to Birmingham Hippodrome from the 4th to the 30th of July, which is a reasonably long engagement. Good afternoon, Michael. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Nice to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us on what is a ridiculously warm day today. Um, Don't complain. It's good. <laughs> the sunshine's good. It makes everyone smile a bit. It does, actually, I think, as well. And in, in Birmingham at the moment, there's a, a, a big sort of excitement in the city because of the uh, Commonwealth Games Festival and, Games, yeah, of course. Uh, and uh, the festivals that are surrounding it. Um, for those that don't know, you, you worked on BBC Doctors for several years and that is filmed in Birmingham. Um, how, does yeah, it, no, how does that feel to be yeah. coming back here? Well, I, I, I have a deep affection for Birmingham. I, I love my time at Doctors. And the, the only reason I left Doctors was because of my kids because but just the nature of this business mm-hmm. um it does take you away but um doctors is very full on and the guys work very hard yes. because you know you, you shoot in multiple episodes uh and it's normally a, a quite a, a small cast and at the time i was in it um you know my boy louis had his first game for the school and I, I, they tried to schedule me out it was on a friday and uh i was in 26 scenes that day and Saturday when I'd, I'd get back home, I'd normally take to Saturday morning uh, training, uh, and we were just kicking around the car park just before all the kids arrived. And I said, so come on, tell me about the game yesterday. He said, oh, well, you know, it was, it was great. I, I, I scored the winning goal, Dad. Wow. And his lip went, you know, he's only like 10 years old. Yeah, I said, yeah. I said, why don't you get upset? He said, oh, you went there, Dad. And on oh. the Monday, I, said, I, I went to the producers. I said, look, I love this job. You know, I just won a, a, a very, you know, awards, whatever they are. It's always nice to be told you're good at something. And I just want to know the best actual award in British television. Wow. And, uh, and I said, I love this job. I love these people. But my kids are going to be kids for such mm-hmm. a short period of time. And so um, they, were, they were good and they, they wrote me out. I said, just, just kill him. So I never have the temptation to come back again. <laughs> but, um, and so I'm still in contact with the guys. In fact, yeah. my, my girl, Claudia Grace, is now third assistant director on a BBC show, but she, she started her career at, um, at Doctors and in the independent film. So it's, you know, it, it's, it, I have a huge affection for the, the city and the way it's grown. I mean, I, I bought my apartment there during that time. Mm-hmm. And when I go back there, I can see it's like, it's a thriving, thriving city. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great place to be. I, I love Birmingham, as you can tell. I love absolutely, Birmingham. and that's that's so wonderful to hear. Did you did you make it into Birmingham when you were in Wolverhampton the other week? Um, n- not really, no, because it's um, this it's, this tour is quite full on, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we we literally travel on a Sunday, so yeah. you get very little downtime. Um, uh, because you know, obviously, we had to take the theatres that were available yes. because this is a. Uh, 
re-embarked upon this tour after the the pandemic and so if you look at our dates you know we literally are crisscrossing the country sometimes like four or five hour drives Mm -hmm. uh but that's the way it is it's like being in a circus the the circus comes to town as as i say we become the town on the fourth of july and so we're gonna rip off the roof in Birmingham. fantastic and it's a show that it's a it's a big show in terms of the length of time it lasts as well because it's 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 two hours and I think it says says it's two hours and forty five uh, two hours and forty yeah, minutes. Yeah, you got you got an interval in that because we've been cramming in twenty four hit songs that are part of the fabric of most people's lives, young and old. The one thing that I've realised with this leg because of the success of the movie, there is a younger audience there. There's a yes. demographic that's come to this music. I mean, most people. My, you know, I'm, I'm 63. I'm the oldest person in the cast. But, so I, I remember, you know, I, I used to have a, a pools round. You couldn't have it now. Mm-hmm. I was about 11 years old and I used to collect the pools, uh, which is like the, the football boys. Yes. just collect money. There was, a, there was a house on my, because I grew up in the East End, and uh, there was a house. It was like quite a posh house. And I remember I could see through the crack in the door when they were going to get their change. Top of the parts would be playing mm-hmm. on, a, on a Thursday and it'd be, Bohemian Rhapsody had been number one for many weeks. Yes. I'd see it. And they had a colour telly. And the guy said, have you never seen this? I said, well, I've never seen it in colour. I've only ever seen it. And he said, oh, do you know what? And I remember sitting on his white settee and watching Bohemian Rhapsody in colour. And there's a there's a, a, a section of our show, um, without any spoilers, mm-hmm. is where that, a clip from that video appears. And literally, I'm, I'm transported mm-hmm. every night to my pools around when I was a kid wow. because as I say, I grew up, you know, wanting to be, you know, I'm very fortunate. I had a record career and I, I saw my first record deal at 19 and got out of the East End. There are very few ways to get out of the background that I came from. Mm-hmm. Um, some was small and my mate Terry Ollock went on to play professional football. Uh, and music is another one and various other schemes that are involved mm-hmm. in majesties government but, <laughs> um, and some of my mates did a little bit of playing in there as well but um so i got out i signed yes. my first year of phonogram and went on tour with 10cc made my first wow. album with chris who was my producer and my friend ian and i who we started out together um in our school band uh and we, we still write together we, we recorded and I, I saw it during lockdown a lot of my mates were going crazy because obviously everyone was, especially the arts, was we were sort of left yes. a bit stranded really. Mm-hmm. Because there was, and if you're a musician, even more so. Yeah. And so we put an album together. I wrote um, 13 songs with Ian, and, and we we did it remotely. Brilliant. Um, and it, I mean, there was a, there was a sad moment in that because a friend of ours, Sean Sean McNulty, a bass player, um, uh, he I, I'd, I'd spoken to him, and I said, oh, look, we, we're doing something so well I'm a, I'm a bit ill at the moment so I said oh, I t- well, let me get this out of the way and I'll come and see you mm-hmm. unfortunately he was more than ill and my, he, he died right. and there's a, there's a moment in this show um well I'm I'm very fortunate I get to sing Days of Our Lives which if anyone knows their pop history was Freddie's last pop promo mm-hmm. show in black and white and Roger Taylor wrote it and it won loads of awards it's a fantastic song in fact I went to see queen and the o2 recently and it's it's almost like with love of my life it's like the, the the centerpiece of of their live show it's it's a it's a very important part and so i get to sing for all my mates that i've lost over the years and it's uh it, it's a special moment for me on stage and i i feel a responsibility to 
to the work um because obviously as you rightly said this this music is part of the fabric of most people's life mm -hmm. even if they're not even a even if they're not a queen fan you know people of a certain age will remember that 22 minutes at live age where yeah. freddie just literally held court and um and then the movie there was an, another and obviously recently with the jubilee celebrations and brian rising above the, the gates of Buckland palace you know th these are there are many things that are bandied around in modern language legacies and legends and uh, but this is really a band with a real legacy of work that is probably only comparable to the Beatles mm -hmm. that dipped into so many different genres of yeah. music. Couple that together with a man who's written hit comedy series across four decades, Ben Alton, um, who works live as well and understands live, understands pop culture, yeah. and uh, has written... This is the third time I've, I've worked with Ben. I've worked with him on Tonight Tonight, the Ross Stewart musical, and then on a TV series uh, called Bless, where Ben's that rare creature in this business where he promised me something and, and actually came mm -hmm. up with it. He said, I'm right. going to write you something. I said, everyone says that. <laughs> ben, A&R men, managers have always been saying, we're going to make you a star. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, three months later, he said, I've written an eight-part series. Uh, we've got Reed Troopers. Wow. Um, you know, Robert Webb, Russell Brand, Arlo Hanlon. Uh, I went, oh, okay. And so when he was going to direct this 20th anniversary, there was, wasn't a question. I was on board. Uh, and we had a great time. We had a great time in rehearsals. And even now, um, he's come, because he came over from Australia to do it. And then uh, he came to see the show a couple of weeks ago. He said, all right, I've got, an, and he had another idea. He's like constantly tweaking it and making it as good as it. Ben's one of these characters that he just wants to to be better to, mm -hmm. to reach further um and and it's funny he wrote this 20 years ago about a, a place in the future where crowds can't gather there's no live music mm -hmm. and education and all music is online where? and it, it has a different sort of relevance yes and, i mean what's lovely about this like recently we played cardiff to forty thousand people and uh I got to walk through the theatre and just you know talk to some people, and they were thanking us. We were thanking them. We when we opened, and in Portsmouth, Brian May came on stage and played Bohemian Rhapsody with us. Now the last time I'd seen him do that, I was in the audience. It was four days after Lennon had been shot, mm -hmm. and he and Freddie sang Imagine. It was at the play at Wembley when there used to be Wembley Empire Pool. Yes. I don't know if you remember that. Um, and the whole of Wembley cried well, that night in Portsmouth. I could see because I've got terrible eyesight. The first three rows were in tears. Mm -hmm. I looked at the cast, and they were in tears as well. Yeah, because it was like it was a cathartic moment where you know these kids that are athletes, are dancers. When you take two years out of an athlete's life, and you don't know whether you're going to be able to do this job again, mm -hmm. um, it was a really special moment for them and for the audience. And for me, it was just like. It's like, there's some reason I'm there. You know, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I've had, I've had a record career uh, in the past, and I'm getting to go out and sing live with a great live band, great singers, in front of packed audiences. Yeah. We're playing Peterborough at the moment. And they said, we've never seen audiences like this. It's just, we've never seen this kind of response ever. Um, and so it's, it's a special, a very special show. Yeah. Apart from, apart from uh, Panto, this will have been the longest residency of a, a show 
at, at the really? Hippodrome since since lockdown's taken place. So to have something that's uh, pitching up and and being on the the campus there for for three weeks, uh, they're they're obviously thrilled to have uh, to have you guys turn up there as well. Um, yeah, I, and we're we're thrilled to be out there doing it as well. Yeah, I think it's just wonderful to see. Um, I think I, I think they love when when they have a, a show that comes and just sits in in, in situ for 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 weeks at a time because it shows how much uh a, particularly a birmingham audience loves a production then as well um and there's yeah. there's very few shows that i can think of that that have that kind of draw to them uh so i, I think it's going to be wonderful to see this as i said to you before i've never seen this show uh before and i always hold off reading about it uh, before I then go and review it, and I'm, I, and it's, this is a show that I already know plenty about just from its history and just from its, uh, you know, knowing it was on at the West End for such a long time. I'd see the posters in the the West End, and the I think there was the statue that would be outside of the theatre in the West that's End right, as well. Pretty, yeah, I think that's in Rogers Garden. I was there the ugly night just as a um, as a. As a, as a guest and because robert de niro was in the audience because robert wow. is one of the co-producers yes um and i i got it i got yeah. it it was because i i you know i was a fan of queen and mm-hmm. so i got it it was pure entertainment and it was a different kind of musical you probably read it you know theater critics like panned it but the audiences went no this is like this is like two and a half hours of pure entertainment mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's I think uh, there was there was a time where I used to question my career and think is it am I doing anything that any work should have grown up be doing this and then a friend of mine Colin Wells said look if you are a nurse and you've worked a back-to-back shift and you go to a show and she sits for two and a half hours yeah. and is taken away you've done a job absolutely you've done something yeah that is that has you know, we flounce around and sing a few songs, yeah, but it, it's fun and it's rock and roll and it has a uh, heart and it has soul and that connects. And, you know, if you can make people laugh, cry and and cheer in the same evening, it's, it's a bit special. It, it has such a powerful, positive impact on people's mental health. And it, I think that's, that's, that's wonderful. That's one thing I've realised. Yeah, absolutely. So when I've spoken to actors before who've been like, well, there's more important things going on there. I'm like, but that's not actually true because th- what happens in our, uh, ment- you know, when in our downtime is so important to us resetting and being able to go out and face a day at work or, or you know, face a day of, of, of tough other things. So having performers perform for us uh, and knowing how hard they work to do that, it has huge amounts of value. And I always, I always find it uh, uh, amazing. And when people started to first come back out on tour last October, I was so grateful because it, it you know, it, it encouraged me to be out the house. It encouraged me. I'd been sat on my sofa for a year, and it yeah. encouraged me you to be out and about. Else, right? Absolutely, and it was yeah. just you know, going for little walks around the house and that sort of thing, to being back in the public. And even though we were sat there in our masks for a few months, it gave me the encouragement of, of going out and seeing shows and making sure that I was reviewing things and then telling people to go and review things as well. So I think that's yeah. absolutely wonderful just to to see that uh, uh, as well. Um, you, you've got a show uh, coming to Amazon 
originals you said so tell us a little bit seven years ago matt hawkins um had a um a, a, a project matt is a young actor that i met a few you know quite a long time ago and sort of recognized a bit of me in there because when i first said to him we had a careers officer used to come around the school and he said what, what do you want to do and i said i want to become an actor and he said people from this school don't become actors and gave me a, a paper on bow water scott which is a local uh paper mill that made toilet rolls so that was my wow. career yeah, school. yeah so and when i you know i because i i had a bad car crash at the age of 30 and i was signed to emi at the time I, it was on my third solo record deal and uh i had a car crash couldn't walk for the best part of two years and again uh, somebody came into my life because you have to have therapy when you have a big car crash and mm -hmm. this woman lovely woman heather uh said what do you want to do now michael i said well i'm, I'm gonna train i'm gonna become an actor and she said don't you think you should set your sets set your sights a little lower and otherwise i said i can't see you anymore because you're going to get in the way and so there have been two moments in my life where people have told me i couldn't do yeah. what i wanted to do and so i recognized that in matt because i i did go out and do it and i made it happen and matt was that kind of character and he had this story his father had been a british champion and had died very young and so he, and he, he had this story that he knew of Jem Belcher in the 1800s. He was the first British heavyweight champion. And uh, he, he, he wrote a script, which was a, which was a great script. And we shot a promo, 20-minute promo, and we tried to raise some money. And then money came in, money came out, money came in. Money. And eventually it's been made. Um, Ray Winston, Russell Crowe, uh, Matt playing the lead, um, I've got a bit in it, which is which is fantastic, but um, but it, it got made and it comes out on Amazon Originals on the twenty second uh, of July, and uh, it's called Price Fighter, story of Jim Belcher. And how does um, how does it feel to have those big names involved in that project as well? I'm very fortunate. I mean, I've I've met Ray before. We're patrons of a, a children's charity, so we we've met socially. Uh, it's the first time I've, I've I've worked with Ray. Uh, but then no, I doesn't, you know, I've been very fortunate. I've done 37 movies. You know, I've done movies with Sean Bean, Brad Pitt, mm -hmm. you know, Tom Wilkinson. You know, I, I've done big TVs. I'm, I'm very fortunate. And that was, that was the other thing about being in Doctors, because I got to work with actors I grew up watching. You know, I yeah. remember doing a, a two-hander with Richard Briars, which was just a complete joy. Um, so I've never been really phased by that thing. I mean, you know, the only person that ever really phase me with Jimmy Greaves because I, all my life I wanted to be Jimmy Greaves. You probably don't even know who Jimmy no, Greaves No, I do is, know who he is. Yeah, Saint and Greaves, <laughs> I remember him for. I, he was just my hero because yeah. I, I adored football. Wow. And yeah. and I was very fortunate. It was for one of those weird... Terry Venables got me my first record deal because I used to play in a pub in Leighton that Terry owned. And he pitched up one Sunday. And there was a queue around the block and he pitched up with Ray Davis and Chrissy Hyatt. And he said to the owner, Brian, he said, does this happen every week? He said, yeah, the, this guy's here every Saturday and Sunday with his band. And, um, yeah. And so he sat me down the Sunday night. He said, do you know anyone in this business? I went, no. He went, right, okay, um, I'm going to send a car for you, and uh, I'm going to introduce you to people tomorrow. So on the Monday, a car pitched up. My mum mm -hmm. looked out the window. She said, I think someone's dead. I said, why? She said, look, look at that car. Because she's only seen cars like that. Yeah, yeah, cars. absolutely. I went, no, that, that, that's for me. 
Wow. And um, and this car took me to a place called Morton's. I was mm-hmm. only a kid. Um, uh, and in Mayfair, and Terry held court. And I got my manager, D. Garland, um, met with Chris Neal, and we, 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 we made our first album, and, and the wheels started rolling. So, wow. so that, that football connection's always been there. With, yeah. With, um, that's it sort of started the ball rolling. And as I say, so the, exciting. The, Jimmy Greaves would be the only person that would phase me. <laughs> that's brilliant. I always remember him being on TV, TV AM. That's how I remember him from. He used to be there yeah, in the morning. He had, like, he had two careers. Not only was he a, a phenomenal footballer yeah. uh, and goal scorer, uh, and then he had a TV career because yeah. there was a personality there. And, and it's brilliant when they uh, have that transfer. And, and obviously, if you're self-transferring from one genre to another and one you know one role going from behind the scenes to in front of the the camera is just wonderful and it it really demonstrates you know you skill and talent in in doing that so i think that's wonderful to see as well um thank you so much for chatting about this today oh pleasure pleasure talking to you mate it's really exciting enjoy the show and we'll have a beer oh i'm really really looking forward to seeing it um uh for myself it's uh um, I'm at the Hippodrome from Birmingham Hippodrome from the 4th to the 30th of July. The tour continues until the 10th of September. If you check out birminghamhippodrome.com uh, and click on the what's what's on, uh, we will rock you. It was delayed from 2020, uh, so it was a delayed tour for two years. Um, yeah. Were you already in place to be on the tw- in 2020, or did you no, come to I, it a bit later? No, I, we, we started it, and obviously the pandemic kicked in, yeah. and... Um, so all bets were off. So wow. nobody knew what we were going to do. Uh, and yeah, it was a lot of reinvention. And re, you know, I've always been one to believe in that, that you have to keep reinventing. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, one thing I did realize is that there are at 63, when you try to apply for a job and all you've ever done is either play a guitar, sing and act, um, there are not a lot of jobs out there. Um, I applied for 270 jobs and I got wow. two two interviews. Mm-hmm. I drove for Amazon for a day, which was interesting, and um, which is another story. And I went into another job for a big a big supermarket yeah. and I had a physical interview. And as I took my mask off, the guy went, "You can't work here." I went, "Oh, we ain't had the interview yet." He said, "No, but you you're in Essex, boys. You're an actor. You can't work here." Um, it's funny, oh, isn't it? Okay. So mad. I said, well, I've got three kids. I've got to go work, mate. Yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely. And I said, there's no other jobs. Yeah. And he said, no, no, it just it won't work. Yeah. And so when this came up, like, of course I'm going to go back on tour. And because I said, good Ben was doing it. There was, weren't even a question. Amazing. So, well, I, I'm thrilled to see this. The, web, the website is queenonline.com. So that's part of the main queen website there that you find the details of the tour run um yeah it's brilliant to be it must be brilliant to feel um in that fold of uh, the band and queen itself uh so much so that they they treat it as part of their website and part of their their branding oh, they're, they're very hands-on yeah. very hands. They're, they're all the uh, they come to rehearsals they come to run-throughs they come and see brilliant. the show as i said brian came on stage and played with us in yeah. portsmouth um you know, they are very hands-on. It's very important to have a mix sounds because, you know, we're out there maintaining and upholding mm-hmm. um, their their music. And it's it's important we have a responsibility to that. And so it's, it's important to everyone involved. 
I, 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 as I say, I can't wait to come and see this. I got the press invite a few days ago and I'd emailed straight back and said, please put me down for tickets for this. Um, so I'm looking, really looking forward to coming to see this production when it comes to Birmingham. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us, Michael, today about this. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.